Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Lawyer on Your Terms. Today, we are going to be talking about a topic that is probably one of the most exciting parts of the year to me as a business owner, and really even before I became a business owner, and that is goal setting for the coming year. I know it's only November. We just finished Thanksgiving. I'm actually recording this episode the day after Thanksgiving, so pretty cutting it short to the airtime of this episode, but we are visiting family out of state, just put the kids to bed, and even though it has been a long week, I am still so energized for this episode because it's really the best part of the year is goal setting, right? And before we dive into the content of today, which is really a guide, my framework on a higher level of walking you through your 2024 annual planning for your business and also just for your life holistically in general, I want to tell you about an interactive workshop that I'm hosting on December 13th. That is a few Wednesdays from now. And that is our 2024 annual planning workshop. So this is going to be an interactive two-hour workshop. There is a teaching component and then an interactive planning component to this workshop where we are going to break out into breakout rooms. And it's going to be an opportunity for you to connect with other like-minded lawyers, help others brainstorm how to achieve their goals and vice versa, get feedback on your own goals, and then just really put pen to paper in mapping out what this next year is going to look like for you professionally and personally. So I hope you will join us for that. There will be a registration link in the show notes. And now let's dive into today's content. Are you a lawyer who desires more freedom and flexibility in your work life? To be more available for your family, stop deferring those bucket list travel destinations until retirement, take care of yourself physically and mentally, or even just have more time for your other passions and priorities. What would it mean for your life if you could continue to practice law without sacrificing in any of these areas or sacrificing your income? I'm Kaylee Jacome, host of the Lawyer on Your Terms podcast. I run a six-figure virtual law practice working less than 25 hours a week. I'm a mom of two little ones and started my practice so I wouldn't have to choose between my vision of motherhood and my legal career. Your dreams and priorities may be different, but if you're curious about how to create a practice that is designed around your most important priorities in life, rather than always having to fit your life around your career, then you're in the right place. You, my friend, are more than just a lawyer, and you can lawyer on your own terms. Welcome to the Lawyer on Your Terms podcast. Let's dive into today's episode. So as I mentioned, today's episode is going to be a high-level overview of the framework that I recommend that you use for your annual planning or goal setting in the coming year. So grab a notebook and a pen and your beverage of choice. I would also encourage you to pause this episode and write down your ideas as they come to mind. And then, of course, I hope that I will see you at our interactive 2024 planning workshop on Wednesday, December 13th. So let's dive into it. So before we look ahead to 2024, we need to look back on 2023 and really conduct a review and audit of the year past. So here are some questions that you really want to just jot down and consider. What happened this year, the good and the bad? That might be simple, but life often, especially when we're busy professionals with families, it passes so quickly that we can really overlook our accomplishments. Maybe we don't even see them as accomplishments at the time. Or we had some really major trials and struggles that happened to us, 
And we were just in survival mode or, you know, trying to get on with it. And you can overlook the accomplishment of just simply overcoming those struggles. So really take some time to think about the good and the bad. What did you accomplish? What could you have done differently? Did you meet your goals? Were they worthwhile? Do you think that your plan in the scheme of things in your life made sense? Or did your goals change? Did they shift? Did you need to pivot in the middle of the year and you did pivot? Or perhaps now you're looking back and you identify that perhaps you should have pivoted and maybe you did not. Life is dynamic and so are our aspirations. Sometimes your professional or your personal trajectory can just take an unexpected turn or new opportunities emerge that you could not have anticipated. As we approach this new year, understanding the fluidity of your goals and then also understanding and really giving yourself grace and having awareness around the struggles that came into your life that perhaps you just, again, could not anticipate are really important in maintaining a meaningful and realistic roadmap for 2024. So then I want you to spend time thinking about your vision for 2024. If you can, go to a quiet place alone and maybe even a completely new environment that can provide some new perspective. Don't just consider your personal life, but all facets of your life. So your relationships, your familial obligations, hobbies, passions, your health, your self-care. Consider your whole life holistically and also think both in terms of the short-term and long-term. You might have a goal or a dream that can be achieved in 2024, or you might be laying the groundwork now for a goal that won't be realized for 10 years from now. The long-term vision is really a great place to start because, of course, it, it sets the foundation for everything that we do between now and then. What do you want your life to look like in five years from now or 10 years from now? Really spending time just mapping out, maybe it's in journal narrative form, what your life looks like, where you live, what kind of clothes you're wearing. Not that's important, but it can just help to set the picture, what you're doing in your professional life, how you wake up in the mornings, how you spend your day. Maybe there are things that you would like to see in your life that aren't currently present, or maybe there are things that and um, challenges that you would like to remove from your life. So really try to flesh out that picture of life as much as you can. So five years from now, or maybe you're casting that vision for what life looks like in 10 years from now. Then how can you plot your course in reverse to identify what the 2024 version of you needs to do to further that long-term vision? On our most recent Lawyer on Your Terms coffee chat, and this is our free monthly Zoom chat, we were discussing how we've all experienced one of those years that just seemed to evaporate. Goals were pushed to the side when unexpected events came up, and sometimes that's just unavoidable. Sometimes surviving a tough year becomes the new goal and is in and of itself a huge accomplishment. So as you're doing your 2023 year review, maybe this year was just one of those hit it out of the park years for you and you did things that you didn't even set out to do. Those years happen too, right? But maybe it was a year of survival for you. And maybe if you 
measure your success of 2023 based on the goal list that you wrote down in January of 2023? Maybe it would seem like you didn't measure up or what did you even do all year? But again, it's reframing what success is. What challenges did life throw at you? And we need to give each other grace. We need to give ourselves grace. But to the extent that circumstances are within your control, really plotting your course ahead of time so that you have a map to navigate the year by rather than wandering around like you're in a corn maze or you're getting distracted and not actually making good decisions about what actions to take today, this week, this month, or this quarter because you really don't have a target in mind. You're coming up with goals and taking actions as they seem fit in that moment even perhaps. That's not how you want to navigate the year. But in fact, that's exactly what will happen if you haven't engaged in some strategic planning or even if your goals are too loose, they're too broad, they're not specific enough, they're not measurable enough, this will happen as well. So as you begin to create your vision for 2024, one of my favorite exercises to do leading up to New Year is creating a vision board. You can do this on Pinterest or you can use Canva to create a collage that could even become the backdrop of your computer screen. I did that for the first time last year, and I'm just minimizing this and looking at it right now. It was a collage of different images, places that I wanted to travel to. That year, I have a little podcast microphone in one of the images because I wanted to launch this podcast. There are some some things on this vision board that did not come to fruition, but a lot of it did. And holding it all loosely, but still casting that vision, I think, is really important. So you can also do this the old-fashioned way, printing out images and making a physical vision board, whatever you think is going to be uh, most inspiring for you. It might sound a bit silly, but I promise that if you give it a try, there is a high probability that you are going to really enjoy the process and be inspired by the results. So I am not a crafty person. I'm not a hobby person. Um, this type of exercise can feel self-indulgent to me. I remember the night that I made this vision board that has been the screen for my laptop for the last year. And I don't know how long it took me. Maybe it took me like 30 minutes or an hour. But I remember the whole time thinking, this is so silly. I have a million things to do right now, including like the dishes in the laundry. And here I am sitting making a silly collage. However, I've looked at it all year long and There were certain images there that were a mental reminder to me that this is what I said I wanted and I do still want this. And I want to close out the year being happy about what I accomplished. And am I working towards this? Because if you consider the year in quarters, which especially as a business owner is helpful to do, right? The first quarter just disappears. The second, literally, the whole year disappears. You blink your eyes and it's July. And now you only have six months left to accomplish all of your business goals. So if you aren't keeping some of this at the forefront of your mind, life just takes over and it just really does so very easily. So even though it might seem like a silly exercise, I still encourage you to indulge in it. I think that of all of the times of the year that it's really important to create space on your calendar for doing something like this, of course, is the time. And in addition to a vision board, or even instead of a vision board, I also recommend that you come up with a word of the year. 
And this is, I don't, I can't tell you which I enjoy more, coming up with a word of the year or the vision board. And I, again, encourage you to do both. My word of the year for 2023 was legacy. And I could bore you for a long time with all of the sub dreams that went into this word legacy. But essentially, I wanted to come up with a word that encompassed both my business goals and my personal goals. And legacy, funny enough, is not something almost by definition that you can achieve within a year. So it may need to be continued to be my word of the year from now until the day I die. But there were some really important legacy building things that happened. Some were really small and some were really big. So I would say the big one is that my mother retired from her job as in-house counsel, and she joined my practice. That has made a lot of changes in my business and in our life. Knock on wood, I I couldn't have necessarily imagined, especially in high school, that we would be able to work together and things to go as smoothly as they do. But I would say at this point, we almost have no issues. Okay, give me all the wood to knock on. But really, it's going fabulously. And we don't live in the same place. So it's also a nice way that we can stay connected. So I would say that was the most obvious and impactful thing that happened or goal that was achieved that kind of went toward that word legacy. If you're ready to build and grow a flexible virtual law practice, whether you're going solo for the first time or you have an existing practice, but would like to be able to work less without sacrificing your income, our signature program, The Accelerator, is for you. The Accelerator is a six-month private done with you mentorship program to provide you with the exact steps, strategies, and support that you need to build, launch, and grow a flexible virtual law practice. There's honestly nothing else in the marketplace like the accelerator. And we take a holistic approach to building a flexible law firm around the most important priorities in your life. Our unique combination of training materials, templates, and private mentoring will fast track your transformation from burnout and missing out to a lawyer who looks forward to Monday mornings. By the end of the program, you will not only have all the information and tools you need to launch your flexible virtual firm, but we will have built out many of the backend components of your firm together. You'll have a clear, personalized, and actionable business plan to operate and grow your practice with the confidence and support to do it. And last but certainly not least, you'll join a network of like-minded attorneys to grow with. Enrollment for the Accelerator is open now at lawyeronyourterms.com slash accelerator. And then in a smaller way, but I think as impactfully, hopefully in the long run, there were certain things that we did in our family, like different traditions that we implemented or rhythms in our family that we're hoping to continue on and ultimately form a family culture that's something that they remember that really shapes who we are as a family and our kids as individuals. So one of those things is on Saturday, we have a no tech family day. Um, But it is, besides the occasional like cell phone call, it's pretty hardcore no tech Saturday. Um, And this is like from when we get home on Friday, uh, we'll have dinner and then we would watch something. We will watch shows the kids would. We would. We don't watch anything on Friday and we continue this throughout Saturday. So we're not using the internet unless, you know, here or there we have to look up 
the address of somewhere we're going or what the weather is going to be. But we're not like surfing. We're not doing any work. We're not watching anything. We are playing board games and we are reading. And we actually got through one of our first read aloud books, The Secret Garden. And I was surprised to realize that even the two-year-old was listening because he asked a follow-up question while he was playing his train. So it's just, I would say that it's also been very difficult because there are many times where I wanted to break our own no-tech rule. And when I say many times, it's pretty much every week I want to break the rule. But as Saturday passes and just the memories that we're creating, I'm really grateful for it. it. Also, while my husband is very on board for this, It's also caused him to be captive audience for my daughter and I talking his ear off for about 24 hours and he has nothing else to do but listen to us. So that's been great too. And going on little family adventures. So that is something that is a smaller detail, but I think in the long run is really building towards this word legacy. And the previous year, 2022, my word was liberate. And I won't go into all of the details of what that word, what the inspiration for that word was, but one of them was that my mom was in an employment situation that just was not good for her. It was a, it was a toxic work environment and she did not need to be there anymore. And it was really important to me. And that year I was very focused on getting my business to a place where there was room for her and my business started out with wanting room in my life for my kids. And then as it's grown and it's been enough to support us in our financial needs and goals, when I was looking towards my mom in this terrible work environment that she was in, I really wanted to liberate her from that through making room in this business for her. Now, that wasn't achieved in 2022, but that just goes back to how Some of your goals, you're just laying the groundwork for it. So while it didn't seem like at the end of the year, when I looked back that I had been successful in liberating her, really it was not far away. It was just around the corner that was going to happen. Also, as you're doing your year in review of 2023, if you feel like you had something in mind that wasn't yet achieved, don't discount all of the groundwork that you've done behind the scenes that is just positioning you to be completely ready to achieve that goal, possibly in 2024. Okay, now the next step is with that vision in mind, we want to start to set more specific, actionable goals. As you do this, I would encourage you to keep a holistic view of your life in mind. Don't just get singularly obsessed with fitness or increasing your business revenue, but also don't spread yourself too thin with too many goals that you don't have time to focus and commit to one thing. So to achieve balance, however elusive that goal may seem, I think it's wise to identify at least one goal in your professional life and one goal in your personal life. Um, And of course, there are going to be little goals that you set throughout the year. This is just your high-level vision of the year, right? Of course, in a given year, you're also going to achieve more than one goal. But I think you should not focus on more than two and or at most four overarching goals encompassing that personal and professional aspect of your life. 
So you might begin with a pretty broad idea and then you'll define it to make it more specific. So maybe professionally, my goal is to make more money. And personally, my goal is to improve the quality and quantity of our family time. So I need to take those goals and make them more specific before I even break them down into sub goals. Professionally, a more specific goal is to increase my business revenue from digital products by a certain amount, or personally, a more specific goal is to block out an entire day as protected family time, free from work, extracurricular activities, or any other commitments. Then you want to break down that big goal into more actionable steps, getting more and more granular until you have very specific action items. Now, There are, depending on the goal, it may be practical to do this in different ways. Personally, especially when it comes to my business goals, I will have usually three big goals that I'm setting, and then I'm going to break those down into what needs to be accomplished on a high level, but also a measurable level per quarter. And then usually I'll map out the first quarter quarter or two in detail. And I'm not mapping out in very specific detail, specific action items, like I need to do this on this day for third or fourth quarter until I'm closer to that point in the year. Because there's just so much that can happen uh, in the first half of the year that would cause you to have to recalibrate such specific action items that I think it's better to have just a rough idea of what you want to have happen in that quarter. So for example, in my law firm, we're planning to host a virtual summit in October. And so in January, what we're going to be doing to prepare for that summit is really listing out our all of our action items. Even though we don't have those done already, I know that in the second quarter, that's when we're really going to be pushing the marketing of the virtual summit. And in the third quarter, that's when the summit is going to be occurring. So it's a rough idea. It's fairly specific, but we're not getting down to the granular level of write three emails to send on these dates to our email marketing list. That Those kind of specifics are going to come later on. So as you do this, you also want to think about your year as a whole as you pencil in these sub-goals and action items. So consider when you have vacations planned, birthdays, holidays, busy work seasons, or slow work seasons. So you can schedule these goals in a way that works for you and works well into your life. Getting back to my example about the virtual summit, I know that beginning in August and then into September and October, November is a very busy time in my business. Immediately preceding this virtual summit is also one of the busiest times of the year for me and my business. But I also know that July is the slowest season in my business. Of course, it be, it would behoove me to put a lot of the bulk of my work in that late June and July season when I know that I'm going to have more time than I will in late August and September to prepare for this. And then finally, decide whether you're going to be a digital planner person or a physical planner person this year. Uh, Maybe you'll be both or you'll just use one medium professionally and another personally. I know there are a lot of families where, you know, maybe you and your spouse or your partner have your own calendars that you share and you have a family calendar. We are, well, at least 
my husband is not that tech savvy, so we are not sharing digital calendars. I maybe will get like a post-it note from him occasionally, but I have my business, I would say, is pretty digital in its plan, especially to the extent that information needs to be shared with anyone else. But in my planning stages, when I'm really, if you go back a few steps of what we've been talking about in this episode, if I'm just brainstorming and I'm getting my ideas out, that's all on paper. I definitely need my physical planner every year. And sometimes that information is redundant. Like I might have to-dos or um, appointments that are on my digital calendar already, and then I will record them into my physical planner because that just is what seems real to me. As far as a digital planner, I'll ha- I have to admit that my digital planning really only goes as far as my project management software, which is Smart Suite, and I really like and I recommend that, and my Google Calendar, which is what I professionally live by. It needs to be on the Google Calendar or it's not happening. I have heard really great things about a program called Notion. Maybe you've heard of it too, which I've investigated a bit, and I think it could work really great as a hub for organizing all of those thoughts and goals in one place, but I have not personally used it. From what I have seen, what's cool about Notion is that you can design a homepage for yourself with colors and images that you like, and then you can curate the highlights of your calendar, your to-do list, quick links that you want to link to other things, and even like your local weather all in one spot. So you could uh, even create a shortcut on your desktop and then have this be the first page that you open on the internet each day. So your wheels may be turning now of a lot of things that you want to accomplish in 2024. But again, I highly encourage you to first conduct that audit of 2023 and then bring it back to what do you want your vision or what is your vision for 2024? What do you want the next year to look like? What do you, where do you want to be in five years from now, in 10 years from now? I highly encourage you to make that Pinterest board or a collage for your computer screen and consider, is there one word that would really encompass the essence of what you want to achieve either professionally or just personally, or maybe there's a word that kind of bridges the gap. All right. So I don't know about you, but after recording this episode, I am totally in the mood for some more 2024 goal planning and vision casting right now. If you would like to join me and other women in this group in our 2024 annual planning, then I invite you to join us on December 13th, that's a Wednesday, for our 2024 Interactive Annual Planning Workshop. So this is going to be a two-hour-long interactive workshop where we will work on developing our vision for the year, work through a system of mapping out our goals, sub-goals, and action items on a quarterly schedule. So you can move into 2024 with a lot of that clarity and plan already set forth So you can achieve your goals in the first, second, third, and fourth quarter of 2024. And when you register for the workshop, you are going to receive a really beautiful and thought out planning guide to help you work through all of this. So to register for the workshop and get your 2024 annual planning guide, please go to www.lawyeronyourterms.com slash planning workshop. I hope to see you there and I'll see you next week. That's all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me and really help us grow. If you would take a moment to go to your podcast app where you listen and leave us a review. If you know a lawyer who you think would enjoy this podcast, please take a screenshot of your favorite episode 
and send it to them or tag them in a post. And before we leave, I just want to remind you that you are more than just a lawyer and you can lawyer on your own terms. I'll see you next week.